YouTube. It's Tyler here again with the Millionaire's Day Off. Today we talk with Coach Bob Zinga, or Coach BZ for short. Uh, dude has done more things than I can count. He's a personal coach on the John Maxwell team. He's an author. He is writes articles for Ford Magazine. He does a podcast. He just has achieved a lot of things in his life. So I'm super excited to have this conversation with him today. I think it's going to be very uh, beneficial for us and beneficial for me as a person to to have this conversation with him. And, you know, he, we're just going to learn a lot. So hope you guys enjoy the video and we'll catch you at the end. Great, great, great. I, I really love what you're doing on uh, YouTube. I think it is really great. Uh, investing $100 and trying to make a million. That's what America is all about, isn't it? Yeah, man. I just, you know, I, I found myself just like on my days off, I was just like watching Netflix and like doing things that weren't productive. I'm like, surely there's something else I could be doing that yes. is better productive. And then, you know, you just kind of run into like, just not knowing a whole lot of people who do stuff like this. And so I just like That's went true. on YouTube, started looking for people and just started emailing people. I'm like, Hey, do you, you want to be on the podcast? You want to be on the podcast? And so I'm Absolutely. so thankful that you said yes. And you, and you graciously gave me your time. I really appreciate that. No, no problem. You actually remind me, there is a show, I don't know if you've seen it, uh, it's, I think it's called Billionaire Under Cover. Grant Cardone is one of the guys there. He only has $100 in 90 days. He has to build a business worth at least a million. Uh, it's pretty, pretty great show to watch. But anyway, yeah, it's really, really cool. Yeah, I think it's almost like a, like a hidden, hidden influence of the channel is, is that show. Yeah. I watched it and it was really interesting. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. Well, uh, well, Bob, uh, I want to kind of just get started, man. You, you do so much mm -hmm. stuff and there's so many things, you have so many accolades that, that build up your career. But the one that really sticks out to me is joining the John Maxwell team, which I know is, yes. it's a, it's a, it's a journey to get through. Can you kind of take me through that journey and, and kind of what your big, big key takeaways were from that journey? Yeah, uh, actually, Dr. John Maxwell. So I've been reading his books since I was at least 17 years old, right? Uh, so he's been a mentor of mine from afar, right? And I have a lot of mentors uh, like that. People I like to follow, thought leaders in, in their field. I read their books, their tapes, their cassette. Uh, I listened to the cassette when we used to have cassette back, back in the days. Now everything is pretty much uh, digital. And then I actually got to meet him in person. It was in 2007 or 2008. Uh, he came to uh, my church. I was living in uh, Tuscaloosa, Alabama, and I used to go to a church, uh, Church of the Island in Birmingham. And John Maxwell happened to be one of the uh, board members of that church. So it, it, every year he would come and he, he preached a sermon that day about uh, today matters. That literally changed my life. Uh, basically, the uh, summary of that sermon was, no, there is something that you do today that is going to affect your tomorrow. Kind of like you, you were saying, many people may be spending their time watching other people be creative, or, no, watching Netflix, playing games, or whatever it is, and that doesn't really add anything to their own personal goals, right? But there is something you can do today that's going to take you closer to your own personal goal, your own personal achievement. And what you do today does matter because it's going to impact and influence your future. That sermon, it was only about 30, 45 minutes, completely changed uh, uh, my life. So, and then fast forward, uh, I moved to California and about two years ago, I was looking for some type of uh, leadership development and program. As you know, I've been in the Navy since, what, 2004, 17 years now, and in the Navy, leadership is like, you know, the primary thing. That's, that's really what uh, they uh, uh, teach us about, like, all the time. And uh, John Maxwell is definitely uh, one of those thought leaders that uh, we are, uh, what they recommend us to, uh, to read a lot. There is him and, and some others. So he definitely had a lot of uh, street creds with, with me. So just having the opportunity to be mentored by him and uh, 
um, be certified by by and that, that was just like no uh, almost like a sur surreal uh, uh, moment and uh, so he, he has a great team of uh, faculty the mentors almost every single day John himself is on the mentoring call at least once uh, every uh, single month so basically this idea is to equip uh, leaders you know coaches speakers trainers and uh, uh, teachers and uh, uh, really uh, give them all of the tools and the information they need so that they can be successful. Uh, many of them decide to have their own um, businesses and others just do it for personal and uh, professional growth. Like this year, I, I, I wasn't able to go, but uh, last month, uh, John Maxwell and the dozen of his uh, teams member, they went to the uh, Dominican Republic for like a week where they already spoke to the uh, leaders in that country from sport arena, politics, entertainment, uh, religious arena, I mean, pretty much across the, the board, trying to uh, develop leaders in that nation. And if eventually, I think, you no, know, uh, change the, the entire nation. But anyway, uh, I got on the waiting list uh, too late. So right now I'm already on the list for the next time he's going, I think it's Papua New Guinea next next year. I'm gonna make sure I am there uh, with him. But it's, it's just uh, amazing what he, what he does. I know he's, what, in his late, uh, 60s now, almost uh, 70s, I think. He's been around for a very, very long time, has been preaching and teaching about leadership, looks like forever. But uh, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's definitely uh, a, a journey uh, worth uh, traveling. So I would definitely encourage anyone, even if you don't want to start a, a business or be like a public speaker or anything like that, it's really uh, insightful and I think valuable what you're gonna learn for your own personal and professional development as well. That's awesome. Yeah. My dad passed that class a couple years back. And so he's, oh, nice. he does all that stuff too. And so, so there was always That's already awesome. that connection between us. Um, you know, a lot wow. of, yeah, that is, that is really good because Demax, I believe he has the, the biggest coaching uh, program in the world. It's, it's almost more than 40,000 people now uh, that are in the um, program. And he started only like 10 years ago. Yeah. Uh, we just celebrated 10 years, which is pretty, pretty amazing. Huh? Yeah, no, that's insane. So, you know, I think a big thing when you think of leadership is like you fall to your habits, right? If you've read Atomic, Atomic Habits, that's like the key thing mm -hmm. they preach. What, what do you consider to be your key habits to your success and all that you've done? I think there are a few. Uh, I've been studying success since I was 17 years old, right? Seriously. Because uh, <clears throat> when I was 17, I, I came to this country. I did have a little bit of money. <laughs> Sorry. <clears throat> but only enough to last for a year. So I was actually going to figure out how to be successful in America where I don't know anybody. I don't have any uh, connection. I'm really going to need to develop as a leader. So even back then, intuitively, I kind of knew there were three things I needed to be very, very good at. One of them was leadership. The other one was technology. It was like, you know, in the mid nineties, the internet was just uh, starting. And I just saw that in the future, this internet, this computer thing is going to be one of the most crucial skills anybody will ever need to have regardless of their job or position. And then number three was business. Uh, I, I felt like uh, my mother was an entrepreneur, my uh, father too. And I, and I felt like uh, uh, really creating and managing a uh, business, having some type of business skills, no matter what you do, even if you decide to be an employee for the rest of, of your life, it's going to be a very uh, important skill. So. I kind of resolved to do whatever I needed to do uh, to be good at this free area, leadership, uh, technology, and uh, uh, business. So 
I feel like some of the habits that have contributed to my success so far, I, I think one, one of the main one is uh, trying to figure out what is really, really important to you, right? Prioritization, like one of the yellow, uh, John Maxwell wrote the best-selling book, 21 Laws of uh, Leadership. I believe it's law number 17, the law of prioritization. I think that is the most uh, important law of them all, to me anyway. Uh, because what it says is uh, everything you do doesn't have the same priority. There is something that you should focus your time, your energy on that is going to get you 80% closer to your goal, right? I, I believe in the Pareto principle, the 80-20% rule. So most people, they spend 80% uh, of their time on uh, only getting ahead 20% toward their goal. What you need to do is the opposite. You want to spend 20% uh, of your time on the task that is going to take you 80% of where you want to go. So one, I think one of the primary skills I, I still try to own uh, better and better and better is what is the best use of my time right now? Based on my goals, I'm very clear about what I want to do, what I want to achieve, what do I need to do right now today in order to get closer to that? What is the highest priority function for me at this moment? Again, for a lot of people, you know, they spend time watching other people's work, you know, they play games, they watch net, Netflix or, or whatever. I mean, again, no, nothing wrong with that, but when you spend the majority of your waking moment doing that, making somebody else rich and wealthy and not working on your own plan for your own wealth, for your own family, I think there might be a problem, right? Another one of my mentors told, told me, success and failure in life is really dependent on what you do with the remaining eight hours, right? Everybody gets 24 hours a day. Most people sleep for eight hours. Most people work for eight hours. Now, what you do with the remaining eight hours is what's going to determine if you are successful or not. And what are you doing with that time? How are you investing that time? Again, back to the sermon John Maxwell taught you know, back in 2007, 2008. Today matters. What you do with the time today has great significance in your uh, future. What are you going to do with it? So I, I think that is probably the single most important habit uh, I've learned to improve and hone and do as well as I can is figuring out what is important to me right now. What is my highest value task? I want to work on the one task that's going to get me 80% toward my goal and not waste my time on the uh, one task that's only going to take me 20% to where I want to go. And that task might be easy. Uh, it might even be pleasurable, but it's not going to help me get where I want, I want to be. I, Brian Tracy, another one of my mentors says, no, eat that frog, right? Uh, eat that frog first. So the most difficult thing that you have to do, the most important one, that's the one you need to do and tackle. And once you, you do that, then your life will be, will be easier. Instead of you doing very easy, simple tasks now, that's not gonna get you anywhere, right? People who are successful don't focus on uh, uh, pleasure, uh, uh, pleasurable activity. They really focus on task activity, tasks that are gonna get them closer to their goal. They are goal, goal focused, whatever it, it takes, right? Doing what you need to do, when you need to do it, whether you feel like it or not. That is really, I think, one of the key secrets for uh, success. And maybe in addition to that, I will add persistence as well. And actually tomorrow morning about this time on my podcast, I will be speaking about the importance of persistence. That is one thing I think that has helped me a lot throughout my career because nine times out of 10, you want to do something, you want to start something, people are always going to say no, no, can't do, no, no, you are not allowed, but you have to be persistent and know that, no, 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 that's exactly what I want. What do I need to do in order to change your no into a yes, or at least from a no to a uh, maybe, right? Yeah. Uh, because some, the good majority of people I've seen, 
they start something, they start a business, they start a program, they want to lose weight or whatever it is. As soon as they get a little bit of an obstacle, of a challenge, they just give up. And if you give up, there's no way you can succeed, right? If you are not in the ring, you cannot win. If you don't throw the um, basketball, there is no way you're going to be able to score. So you at least have to be in the arena. You have to be there. You have to do something because at least then you have a chance to succeed. You may have a chance to fail too, but at least you have, you have a, a, a chance to succeed. So you have to be persistent. Now, that get persistent, I think, is a master key of success. Now, one, one quick example with my uh, uh, military career. After 9-11, I knew I uh, needed to join the military. At the time, my wife, a U.S. citizen, uh, I had a baby on the way. She would be a U.S. citizen as well, but I, I wasn't. So I talked to everybody, to the Army, to the Navy, to the Air Force, to the uh, uh, Coast, Coast Guard, all of them. And I'm like, okay, I need to join. I need to leave. They're like, no, you're not a citizen. Uh, you don't have a green card. No, you cannot join. Okay, I'm like, I'll be back. So three years later, I finally got my green card and then I came back. I said, okay, you guys said, no, I needed to get this piece of paper to join uh, the, the military. Here I am now. How do I uh, sign up? And they're like, okay, wait a minute. You have a degree. Maybe you can become an officer. So are you a U.S. citizen too? I'm like, no, not yet. They're like, no, you can be a U.S. citizen. But yeah, you can definitely enlist. So I signed up and I think a year and a half later, I became a U.S. citizen. I went back to the same report. Okay, I told you I'll, 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 I'll be back. I am now a U.S. citizen. You are my papers. How do I become an officer? So just being persistent. And then uh, yeah. it's, it's, it's almost like they, they have to get rid of you. Right? They said the squeaky wheel gets the, uh, the grace first. But just making up your mind, you will not be denied. You're not going to take no for, for an answer. And going after what you know in your heart, you are called uh, to do. You are passionate about. And don't let anyone or anything say no. Yeah, I think that really, really helps. What do you think, like, now that you brought up your, your military and all that, what do you think is the biggest thing you took from military to civilian life to help you succeed in the business, technology, and, you know, all those worlds? I think probably the most important thing in the military is leadership, leadership and discipline, right? I remember when I went uh, to boot camp, uh, the first couple of days, I really, really hated it a lot. Uh, I went to Great Lakes. Many of my peers called Great Mistake. Uh, it was horrible. They pretty much uh, cut you off from the world. You don't get access to the news. You can talk to your wife, to your kids, nothing. It's like you completely cut off the entire world. You have no idea what is going, going on in the real world. No, they could have been a terrorist attack or a war. You wouldn't know anything about it. And it was very, very difficult. They made us walk everywhere. Firstly, they shaved my, my uh, head. They took away my uh, precious hair and uh, gave me uniform. Everybody was exactly the same. I mean, it, it, it was quite an experience. Uh, but through all of that, though, since um, bootcamp, for example, I've been waking up at 5.30 every morning, regardless of which time zone I am in. 5.30, it's like I have an alarm in my brain. I just wake up every single morning, in, in, including weekends, right? And that, I think, is, has been very, very helpful in what I do in the civilian world. Because, for example, in Silicon Valley, most people, they don't start work until about 9, 9.30, 10, 10 a.m. That's when they kind of come into the, the office. When we used to work in the office prior to the pandemic, I would be at the office like at 7, 7.30 in the morning. So I would have like two, three hours of work uninterrupted. Nobody was there, just, just me. I was able to do so much work in those couple of hours. Uh, more than I, I would like for, for the rest of the day when everybody would be there and then interrupt me like every 10, 15 minutes where I couldn't really uh, concentrate. So just the ability to be disciplined, to wake up early, to continue to uh, try to remain fit, right? Because health and fitness is one of those things is very, very important, but it's not urgent, right? Uh, nobody has uh, the 
feels the need to just be healthy and exercise and, and do all of all of those uh, things but it's something you have to be disciplined to do because in, in the long term it has a lot of great uh, effect on your on your life your uh, creativity or your health and uh, so forth so yeah i think what i really got from the military is the discipline and then the uh, leadership being able to influence people work on a team and being able to accomplish uh, the mission as a group and i've been able to really use those skills uh, everywhere i have been since oh, that's awesome uh, so i think you know you talk about your like personal coaching what is what does a personal coaching plan look like for you is it more the public speaking do you do one-on-ones what's really kind of your your process and procedure when it comes to your personal coaching stuff well i I believe everybody needs a coach, right? I used to have a uh, mentor who used to say everybody at some point needs therapy. And, and, I, and I really think today uh, people need a coach to kind of help them focus. Like myself, I have uh, coaches too, right? One, one big thing it, it does is it really brings uh, uh, accountability, right? You need to be accountable to someone. Because no, again, think, think about it, uh, it's going to be the first of, of the year soon, right? Uh, in a couple of months and people are going to say, oh, this year I want to lose 50 pounds, I want to exercise, I want to be able to swim and do all of those things. Usually they do it for maybe a week, two, maybe three at most, and then they just drop off the face of the earth. They stop doing whatever they uh, said they were going to do. And I think uh, part of the reason is because they are not accountable to anyone. There is nobody there to be in their face and say, hey, what did you do last last week? Uh, you you said you were gonna do this. This is the, the plan you have. Did you actually achieve it? Actually, even in my own personal life, uh, sometimes there are certain things I know I need to do, but I don't actually get to do them until uh, it's close to me to meet with my coach, and then I make sure to do them so I can uh, give my coach uh, the good news. Hey, I did what I said I was going to do. This is the uh, progress I have made because I would be looking like a fool to show up and okay, I. I knew I was supposed to do that, but I decided to watch Netflix instead or play games. I am very sorry, but uh, no, I, I, I don't care much about my, my own life and my own plan. So I, I didn't get to do anything. So for that reason alone, I think it is definitely worth it uh, to, to have uh, a coach or an uh, accountability uh, partner. And throughout my uh, entire life, really, uh, my attitude has been, uh, if you learn something, it's your responsibility to teach something. Uh, so uh, I've been mentored and I have a lot of mentors today and I've been uh, mentoring a lot, lot of people too in the uh, military, in the IT uh, community, in the technology field, in cyber uh, security, in Silicon Valley. And, and I even have people uh, reaching out to me on, on LinkedIn from all around the world. They just want to get into this cyber security field, which is, I believe, not the field of the uh, future. But uh, uh, they, are, they have so many obstacles in order to, uh, to get into the feeling that they just need the help. So I, uh, I have been you know, coaching and, and mentoring a lot of uh, people uh, like that. So I, I do have a few people that I uh, coach and uh, mentor uh, uh, personally, but that's also part of the reason why I decided to uh, start the Leadership and Success uh, podcast in order to kind of share my knowledge, my uh, experience to as many people as possible. On LinkedIn, for example, about 36, 37,000 now. People uh, follow me there, and um, the great majority of them are definitely success-driven, very ambitious people in the military, uh, the IT field, and uh, also uh, higher uh, education. And uh, yeah, uh, I feel like you know, anything I can do to kind of uh, give back to the community because I have received you know, so much help, and uh, uh, when I really, really needed it, I think that is definitely worth the uh, uh, effort. Yeah, you got to tell your personal coach, yes, I folded that laundry today. I did it. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. 
That's awesome, man. So I'm going to put you in my shoes for a second, Coach BZ. So I give you $100 and I tell you to make it into a million dollars. Just go straight to Silicon Valley and invest in an app. What's, what's your game plan? Well, that is quite challenging. But uh, the good thing is in America, really anything is possible. That is really what I love about America, right? It's the only country in the world with a dream, the American dream. But uh, I lived in Africa. I lived in Europe. I've traveled all around the world. I've never been in any country with, with a dream. America, that's it. That's the one and only country in the world with, with a dream. And in this country, you can have absolutely nothing or just $100 to your name and you can turn it into a million. It's definitely possible. Many, many people have done it uh, before us, right? So I think the other great thing in this country is anybody can pretty much start a business, right? The government isn't going to get in your way. For $100 or less, you can get the business license and start selling something or, or whatever. So, uh, what I would probably do, uh, maybe start some type of online uh, marketing business. That might be one of the easiest things uh, to do if you want to go money uh, quickly and get uh, clients and help them out you know, with your knowledge. I feel like we really live in the knowledge economy right, right now. For my own example, I think it was in 1997, uh, the internet again was just brand new. And uh, um, back then people would just wanted to be able to get online to have a website. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna learn how to uh, create those websites. So I became a web designer. I taught myself how to do it. I was uh, like a sophomore in uh, college. And then I started doing a uh, website for free for my, like my, my church and some of the professor I was doing uh, research for. And what that did is uh, even though I did it for free and pay me any money, it helped my reputation, right? It gave me credi credibility. Now I could go to clients and say, okay, here is an example of a website I have designed and uh, developed and that I uh, maintain. And then I started creating websites for small businesses around town, or for lawyers, uh, car sales, salespeople, and, and so forth. And then I started charging like $1,000. That was back in 97. Back then, that was quite a lot of money, $1,000 per uh, Web, website. So it pretty much cost me nothing if it was like maybe $35 or so for a uh, uh, license. And uh, within a, a year, right, I, I was making like $10,000, $12,000 just creating uh, web, websites. So, and then the following year, I was like, okay, this is great, right? But the, the problem is when I create a website, they give me $1,000 one time, I eat the $1,000 and I don't have any, any more money. It is, it is gone. I don't get any residual income whatsoever. Then I need to find another client. And, and sell more. So therefore, I decided to now have some type of subscription where not only I create the site for you, but I'm going to maintain it for you and update it for, for a fee every single month. So uh, basically, kind of like being a lawyer, right? You are pretty much um, putting, giving, putting me on a container. If there is anything, I will take care of it. If, unfortunately, if no, I don't have anything to do, everything is perfectly fine, then I'll just keep your, your money. You are, you are paying me because if you need me, I am going to, uh, uh, to ensure up. So, I, I started uh, doing that. And uh, uh, I, I did that for about 10 years or so. And then when I moved to California, I, I had to uh, stop my uh, uh, business. But, but that is definitely something that showed me uh, how to uh, learn more about business. You know? and, and even at some, at some point, I was uh, hiring a, a consultant to help me out because it was too much work that I could handle because I did have my own full-time job too but just know how to deal with people, how to really provide excellent customer service, right? Customer comes first, kind of like with uh, Amazon, they, they're pretty much obsessed with uh, customers over there. And, and I think if you're gonna have a business, 
you definitely need marketing and sales, right? Those are like, uh, I believe, you know, the lifeblood of any business. You need to have new clients and you need to have uh, uh, more sales you know, for your services and your product in order for your business to uh, uh, survive. So I think even if you start just a very small business, you can really learn a lot of those skills. And then at one point, I also became a reseller for uh, Microsoft, right? I was reselling a lot of their uh, product and their uh, software to my client. I became a Microsoft certified system uh, engineer and then a Microsoft certified small business uh, administrator. So uh, just trying to think of ways to add value. Uh, to me, that is really what the secret of success is. You need to have, a product, a service that is needed, that has, there needs to be a need for it in the market, right? And at the beginning, you may have to give it away for free, just enough so that you get people who are going to recommend you. Because to me, what word of mouth was the best advertising I uh, ever had when you really build your reputation and then people are gonna be willing to pay you what you are worth. Uh, and then uh, trying to really satisfy your client going above and beyond their expectation. Not just selling them something because you, you want to make a quick bug, but selling them something that they're going, they're going to use that is going to benefit them. And uh, then kind of you know, develop a lifelong uh, relationship with those uh, uh, people. And, and I think that's just going to be uh, wonderful for, for you in the future. So again, it's going to take time. It's not going to happen overnight. Now, Grant uh, Cardone, who's one of my uh, mentors, who has been teaching me about marketing. He was able to turn $100 into a multi-million dollar business in just 90 days. But uh, that is pushing it. I think you know, for most people, it's probably going to take two, three, four, five uh, years to get there. But it is definitely uh, possible. Yes, it is uh, uh, possible. I think you have to be persistent. You have to be consistent. And you really have to uh, develop uh, a plan, a product, a service that is going to serve your uh, customer. I think Zig Ziglar is the one who said, right, if you serve enough people, to give them what they want, uh, you will always get what you want because they will in turn take care of you. Yeah. Bob, you have a lot of like, a lot of knowledge when it comes to like what other people say. So I'm, I'm assuming you're an avid, you know, a very high learning reader. What are you reading right now? What's, what's really speaking? Oh yeah. So many uh, books. I think I've, I've read more than 2000 books now since I was 17 years old. And the, the other kind of strange thing, because I, I am a scientist by uh, training, right? I, I have a, a Bachelor of Science in Chemistry and Biology and almost found a PhD in Microbiology. Many people in the science field, they really enjoy reading science fiction, but I can't. I, I, I can't spend time reading science fiction. I feel like it's a big waste of my time. I, since I was 17 years old, I wouldn't really focus on what do I need to learn now, whether it's technology skills or business management, uh, whether it's uh, le uh, leadership uh, and things like that, things that are practical that I can read and I can actually apply and uh, use and improve my life like now, right? Those are the type of books uh, I've been reading right now. I am rereading The uh, 21 Laws of uh, Leadership by my mentor, Dr. John C. Maxwell. I think it's really the um, best book on leadership I have uh, uh, ever seen. I also read um, a book by uh, my new mentor, Shelley Ashambo. I don't know if you've heard of her, but uh, she's a Silicon Valley uh, legend. Uh, she was a CEO for multiple uh, tech uh, companies. And before that, she, she was a VP at uh, IBM. And she's now on the board of directors of three or four different tech uh, companies. And now she's really trying to uh, give back to the uh, uh, community. She wrote a book, uh, Unapologically uh, Ambitious. I highly, highly uh, recommend that book. It's about her life and the leadership principle 
success principles she had used to get to to where uh, she has um, been. Uh, and sometimes I read like two or three books at the uh, uh, same time. Uh, another one I love to read is Brian Tracy. Uh, is based in uh, San Diego. I've been following him again since I was about 17 uh, years old. I met him a couple of times, great, great guy. Uh, I am uh, in his mentorship prog program uh, as well. And uh, another great book I just read again is The Compound Effect by uh, one of my mentors, Darren Ali. Uh, is, I guess he's based in, now in San Diego and in uh, Miami. Uh, great, great guy. He used to be the editor of the uh, Success Magazine. Uh, this guy, it, it doesn't waste time. He really goes straight to to the essence of success. He removes all of the fluff and all of the nonsense and just tells you exactly what you need to go to go from point A uh, to point B. Uh, really, really, I love being mentored by by him. And there are there are many, 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 many others. I, I definitely love uh, to read any books that is practical about leadership, running businesses, getting technology skills, and uh, uh, achieving higher level of uh, success. Gotcha. It also said on your, your Indeed page, you're an author. What have you written? Well, uh, so far I have written a whole bunch of uh, articles, most of them uh, with Forbes uh, magazine on Forbes.com. I am a, a member of the uh, Forbes Technology Council. I've been since October of uh, last year. So it's been uh, over a year now. Uh, and uh, I have also uh, written for the uh, uh, Trixus uh, magazine, which is a magazine for uh, executives and by executives. Uh, I've written for the U.S. Naval Institute a couple of times and also for the United States uh, Cybersecurity uh, Magazine. And uh, prior to all of that, uh, when I was in college, I had written an honor, an honor thesis uh, as uh, well. Uh, I was in the honors uh, uh, program for the University of uh, Alabama, and I had written like a dissertation for my uh, uh, work in the uh, uh, physical, org organic physical chemistry lab, uh, but yeah. And uh, I am actually uh, planning uh, to write my uh, first uh, um, book all by uh, myself and looking for the right uh, opportunity. But before I do that, I would probably co-offer a book with one of my uh, mentors. It looks like uh, Brian Tracy is working on something. I might be a co-offer with him. That's going to be pretty sure. So real, but I am I am looking in, into those uh, opportunities now. Okay, awesome, man. Well, we got I got one more question for you, then I'll let you go. I'm sure you're yes. a busy, busy man. So, uh, you know what? What's really next for for Bob? What's what's going? You know, what's got going on in your life? What are you trying? You know, what's what's promotable in your life right now? Uh, I have really accomplished uh, a lot of the things I set out to accomplish like 17, 20 years ago. It's pretty. Amazing how life happens, but no, one of my mentors says not anything worth having. Uh, no, it takes time and, and uh, effort. Uh, one of my uh, dreams, you know, when I went to boot camp, that was in 2005, I, I had decided I either will become a senior enlisted leader, which is chief or above in the Navy, or a senior officer, which is commander or above. So I became a commander April of this year. And even back then, one of my dreams was to become a commanding officer. That's like the highest level job anybody can have uh, in the Navy. And I just got selected yesterday to uh, become a commanding uh, officer for an information warfare uh, unit uh, starting next uh, year. So uh, I am very, very uh, happy and uh, humble about what I've been able to uh, accomplish you know, in 17, uh, 18 years. Right? Another one of my dreams was to uh, eventually move to Silicon Valley where technology magic happens. And I've been here since, what, uh, 
20, 14 now, seven, seven years. Uh, another one of my long, long time dream was to eventually, uh, you know, move uh, into my uh, uh, dream home. When, when my wife and I got married, we were so poor. The only thing we could afford back then we lived in Pascal, Alabama was like a, a mobile home. I don't think they're very popular here in uh, California, but that was all we could afford. I remember almost every other weekend I would take her and drive, drive her to uh, one of the best area of, of town. The, the Yacht Club was, was one, of, one, one of those places, like million, million dollar home in Pascal, uh, And I was like, you know, one day I'm gonna get you one of these houses or something similar, just a dream, but anyway, that dream became real for, for us about uh, uh, two years ago. So I uh, really feel like uh, I have achieved uh, a lot of the things I wanted. One thing my mentor, uh, John Maxwell says, right, is if you test uh, uh, significance, success will never satisfy again. Uh, I think uh, at the beginning, you really want to do everything you can for you to be successful, for you to take care of all of your needs, right, make sure you are paying for the house, the utilities, and you know, food, and transportation, and clothing, and so forth. But after a while, you know, once you, you, you get your first boat, like a, a second boat isn't going to do anything for you. Once you get a uh, mansion, you know, a second mansion isn't going to do anything for you. You need to get to a point where it's now time to kind of give back to the community, help somebody else achieve uh, their dream. And I think that's where you separate those who are very successful to those who become uh, significant. And uh, I guess that's really what I, I would like to focus the rest on, on, uh, of, of my life doing, helping other people achieve their own dream. I know, especially in this country, in, in America, anything is possible. Now, if a, an immigrant from Africa with a strange accent who can barely speak English can achieve everything I've been able to achieve so far, I think anybody can. If I can do it, any, anybody can. Sometimes you just have to be persistent. You need to be clear about what you want and you need to develop skills and uh, yourself in such a way that you really provide value to the market, right? It's not about you, but it's about, it's about what you can provide to the market, right? I think somebody has told me in America, the only color that really matter is green, right? The color of the, of towers. So if you can do something for someone, solve their problem, provide them a service, they will be very happy to pay you for it. Now, when I first started, I was making minimum wage. At the time, I think it was four, dollars and 75 cents an hour that's all i made when i started working full-time i was making like 16 17 thousand dollars a year that is all i could afford to make because that's all the skills i had was that the type of problem i was solving today i'm solving much much bigger problem making a lot more than that but i had to start somewhere right it's kind of like you have this this ladder you have to start at the bottom but eventually you work your your way up same thing with the navy i started as an e e1 seaman recruit that's the lowest rank in the entire military everybody outranked me everyone and today I am a senior officer, I am in 05. And now in most rooms I go to, I am the uh, ranking senior uh, officer. So it is a journey, start wherever uh, you are, add value. And I think you need to take care of your family, take care of your, of your own self. But at a certain point, you need to start giving back to the uh, community and uh, just uh, help um, people who are trying to achieve something uh, significant so they can also make an impact in their own uh, community. And that's what I would like really to uh, focus my uh, time on. That's why I am so happy to, to be associated with John Maxwell. For example, I, I couldn't go on this past trip uh, to the Dominican Republic, but next year I will definitely go to Papua New Guinea and trying to really transform an entire nation. I mean, that's gonna be something extremely uh, rewarding that you were, you were there and you helped the leaders of that nation uh, get their act straight and kind of help their entire uh, country. That's really the type of work I would like to spend the rest of my life doing. Yeah. 
Awesome, Bob. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, my friend. We'll definitely be in touch. Uh, have a great afternoon, my friend. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much, Shadow, and keep up uh, the good work. Bye. Yeah, you too, buddy. Bye. Such a cool conversation with Coach BZ. I mean, dude, just killed it. Uh, man, thank him so much again for his time. I really appreciate that. Uh, you know, do all, comment, like, and subscribe. It really helps this video out. Uh, thank you all so much for watching, and we'll catch you in the next one. Peace.